0: The highly anticipated Jupiter airdrop was this week, but some traders pumped the wrong dupe token. Good morning, you're listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to be the font of all knowledge when it comes to crypto, click that follow button and I'll keep you in the know. Grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. Happy Friday, everyone. Here is your last debrief of the week. And as always, we have some fascinating stories. Here's what we're going to discuss today. The Jupiter airdrop was a success, but traders briefly pumped the wrong dupe token. Polygon Labs cuts 19% of its staff, but not for financial reasons. Binance managed to freeze $4.2 million worth of XRP in the Ripple hack. And comedian and writer Larry David talks about his FTX Super Bowl ad. I mentioned earlier this week about the frenzies surrounding Jupiter, a Solana-based decentralized exchange that was airdropping its native token, Dupe, for the first time. Jupiter has been doing incredibly well, and in a post on X they made recently, they summarized January's feats. It reads, State of Jupiter, January 2024. Number one, most used trading platform in DeFi. Number two, direct 80% of organic volume. Number three, most used program in Solana. Number four, top two by volume on CoinGecko. Number five, most integrated platform on Solana. And number six, one of the top perp platforms, $1.4 billion in volume last week. So the airdrop was a pretty unprecedented success with very few criticisms that I have seen. It was one of the largest to ever take place on Solana and boasted some impressive stats. OSC 2020 collated some data on Dune Analytics that showed that since the airdrop went live at 10am Eastern on the 31st of January, there have been a lot of noteworthy takeaways. At the time of recording, around 7am Eastern, around 665 million dupe has been claimed with an estimated price of 59 cents, which means we've seen around $393 million worth claimed. 48% of the wallets eligible to claim the airdrop, around 460,000 wallets, have done so so far, with 66% of the total dupe allocated claimed. One 17-year-old pseudonymous investor on X called Not Short claims to have made over $1 million from this airdrop, Before you call this young person a liar, a quick look at the analytics on June shows that five wallets did indeed receive over $1 million worth of dupe. And in fact, the wallet that is top of the table hauled in $1,260,430. So it is possible. But there was another rather amusing subplot to this airdrop and it involves the dupe token. Well not THE dupe token, but rather A dupe token. In 2017, an Ethereum-based protocol designed for creating and hosting dApps was launched. And with it, the dupe token. The problem is this dupe token isn't on Solana. It's on Ethereum. The platform's official website states it is no longer active. And yet in the fog of war, investors accidentally and briefly pumped this seven year old defunct token. The price shot up from 0.05 cents to 2.6 cents. But people quickly realized the error and now it's back down from whence it came. I would love to know if anyone with a bag of this dead token was quick enough to cash in on the mistake. Polygon has been one of the most promising ecosystems in Web3 and has seen enormous growth over the past few years. However, an unusual announcement came out of Polygon Labs yesterday. Mark Boiron, CEO at Polygon Labs, made a lengthy announcement on X. I will link to that in the description of this episode and give you an abridged version now. At Polygon Labs, we are on a mission to fundamentally change the internet. Building the infrastructure to make that happen is no easy feat. It requires executing ambitiously and nimbly with an efficient surgical team that can collaborate closely and expedite demanding projects. Regrettably, the team's rapid growth in the last bull market diluted qualities that enable us to execute in this manner. We must return to those qualities. Unfortunately, this means we have made the decision to reduce the team at Polygon Labs by 60 teammates, roughly 19% of the team. In a bold commitment to the Polygon Labs team, we're implementing a 15% increase in everyone's total compensation and eliminating traditional pay models. This move aims to recognize individual value regardless of location, fortifying our ability to attract top talent globally. Boyron goes on to reiterate the importance of thinning the ranks to achieve Polygon's goals. Sandeep Nywal, co-founder of Polygon, also posted that this move was a necessary step to take Polygon Labs back to its underdog roots. This makes us lighter, nimbler, and more mission-focused. What makes this story unusual is twofold. Firstly, these sorts of announcements were commonplace in 2022 and even some of 2023, but as we defrost and edge our way toward a bull market, they have become rarer. The crypto market has As a whole has crept up and it has meant more money around. The second reason really informs the first. They say this isn't a financial decision. Streamlining for the sake of removing bureaucracy is something I can get behind, and it must be all the harder to make the decision if it truly isn't financially motivated. Yesterday, we discussed a sizeable hack involving Ripple, though supposedly it was of Ripple's co founder Chris Larson and his personal wallets, not Ripple directly. The hack is estimated to be around $112.5 million worth of XRP and was flagged to the world by the on chain sleuth and bona fide legend of the space, Zach XBT on X. Though not everyone would agree on that title, and we'll come back to that. There have been a few updates in the intervening 24 hours. Chris Larson and the Ripple folk are still adamant that it was Larson's personal wallets that were compromised, and it could be the case. Zach XPT updated his thread to add that one of the affected wallets that can be seen on the XRP block explorers is attributed to Ripple themselves, and this is added to some of the confusion. The stolen funds were immediately being laundered across at least six exchanges, one of which was Binance. Generally of late, hackers have moved away from using centralized exchanges due to the risk of the funds being frozen, and that is exactly what happened here on Binance. The Binance CEO, Richard Teng, wrote on X, After finding out early on about the exploit that occurred at Ripple, we're happy to say that the Binance team has managed to freeze $4.2 million worth of XRP stolen by the exploiter. We appreciate it in both the community Efforts in flagging it to exchanges, as always Zach XBT did a great job, and the Ripple team's work in collaborating with us. We will continue to support Ripple in their investigations and their efforts to retrieve back the funds, including closely monitoring the majority of funds which is still in the exploiter's external wallets in case they deposit it to Binance. The head of analytics for the XRP Ledger Foundation, Thomas Silshaw, was not a fan of Teng's wording and replied to the post with the following: Thank you for acting quickly and responsibly. This tweet is a bit ambiguous. 1. The compromised accounts are personal accounts of Chris Larson, not an exploit at Ripple. 2. The initial investigation was done by the XRP Ledger Foundation and initiated as it was happening, not carelessly published on social media the day after, like Zach XBT. 3. Ripple is now leading the investigation, for Chris, after we did a complete handover of data. So the amount frozen by Binance is, of course, only around 4% of what was stolen. And so we're waiting to see how the other exchanges reacted to the hack and see if they were able to freeze the funds before they left again. However, as Tang says, the majority of the funds are still in an external wallet. I do wonder whether we'll see negotiations between Chris Larson, Ripple and the hacker. By the Super Bowl of February 2022, many of us felt that the bull run was coming to an end. Bitcoin might have been at a healthy $42,000, but that was down from $69,000 just three months earlier. The wheels hadn't fully come off yet, and there was a lot of positivity around. But little did we know, it would only be another three months before Bitcoin was in freefall. Nevertheless, during that 2022 Super Bowl on Sunday the 13th of February, there was still an enormous amount of buzz around crypto. And during its halftime interval, which is one of the most coveted advertising spots in television, The Exchange, FTX, ran an ad. It featured Larry David, beloved comedian and co-creator of Seinfeld, as well as the creator and star of Curb Your Enthusiasm. He encouraged the audience not to miss out on the next big thing. Nine months later, FTX collapsed amongst scandal involving its founder Sam Bankman-Fried and taking with it many connected crypto firms. In an interview this week with the Associated Press, Larry David said he consulted with friends that, and I quote, were well versed in this stuff before agreeing to do the ad. David said, so, like an idiot, I did it. The comedian also added that he lost a lot of money after accepting crypto for a part of his salary. Since FTX's collapse, David has been named in some class action lawsuits against celebrities who promoted FTX, in which the plaintiffs allege that the celebrities did not perform due diligence on FTX before agreeing to promote them. I always find that point a conflicting one. With the power of hindsight, you can say that enough due diligence would have uncovered the problems at FTX, but almost everyone in crypto, including experts and companies partnered with FTX, had no idea what FTX and Alameda research were up to. So is it reasonable to have expected that celebrities like Larry David could have done enough due diligence to uncover the problem? There's definitely blame to be had, but I think I'd be uncomfortable with much of it landing on the shoulders of a celebrity who did an advert for FTX. What do you think though? Share your opinion to at Cointelegraph and at RKBags on X. Well, that is another week down and we've had some fascinating stories this week, but it hasn't been that eventful. But crypto doesn't stay calm for long, so this could all change by Monday. Thank you for listening to the Rise in Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing or leaving a review. Have a great weekend. Let's do this again Monday.